0: Welcome to A New Testament Journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. 1 Corinthians 3 Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you're still not ready. You're still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarrelling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labour, for we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple, and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys the temple, God will destroy that person, for God's temple is sacred, and you together are that temple. Don't deceive yourselves. If any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. So then, no more boasting about human leaders. All things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, or the world or life or death or the present or the future. All are yours, and you are of Christ. And Christ is of God.
1: For a weak and trembling man, Paul kicks pretty hard. His rebukes of the church, you're still worldly, verse 3, do not deceive yourselves, verse 18, are robust to say the least. To understand how such robustness can be embedded with such trembling, we must distinguish between the message and the messenger. We've seen Paul all the way through Acts, and we know that he is uncompromising about his message. God is the immovable object in Paul's life. God has revealed himself to Paul and has sent Paul to testify to who he is. You never catch Paul adding maybes or, from my perspective, to his statements about the character or work of God. You are God's field, he says. You are God's temple, he says. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him, he says. Instead, Paul trembled about himself. Paul trembles over the meagerness of himself and Apollos and the saints of Corinth. He is fearful that they or their leaders will become the focus instead of Jesus. We're nothing, he says. The only one who counts is God, he says. Paul sounds like an accident-prone delivery man, realising he's carrying a Ming vase. The more conscious he is of the value of the vase, the more alert he is to the risk of him wrecking it. This sounds so far removed from most of my ministry up until this point. Far too often I've bent over backwards to allow different perspectives on the character of God as long as people have stayed in my group. I've added way too much wiggle room into my presentations of who we are in Christ in order that people to continue to want to hang around with me what have I been thinking? I've been acting like a mere man. I've been building with straw. I've been anxious over conversations, not because somebody believes something wrong, but because they might believe I'm wrong. In this, I've been worldly and I can deceive myself no longer. I ask Holy Spirit to lead me in a better way. It is God who makes things grow. If they follow me, but are not following God, then they probably won't grow. In fact, they'll probably shrink. Prioritising my reputation is like me being the delivery man, ringing their bell, puffing out my chest, flattering them about their garden, but not even caring that I might be giving them a broken box. I want to do that no longer. Instead, I want to reduce my focus on my reputation and just try to serve up Jesus to his people in his pure, unadulterated form. Here's a question for reflection. How does your desire to be well thought of play out? What would it look like for you to serve up Jesus to people in his unadulterated form?
0: We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.thenewtestamentjourney.net.